Welcome to MedKinza Talks, your go-to source for bite-sized content in becoming future doctors. I'm your host, Kinza Hussein, and I'm a second-year medical student helping students navigate the ins and outs of one of the most competitive careers. I will be sharing the lessons I've learned and inviting guest speakers to provide real quality advice to help you get into medical school, succeed as a med student, and prepare you to become a future doctor. Want more free quality advice? Subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram at MedKinza, where I post videos and infographics delivering content to you every week. Now sit back, relax, and learn something new. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every week. Hey, welcome. This is episode five. And this... Oh, sorry. I'm going to start over. <laughs> sorry, my wife. Okay. Hey, welcome. This is episode five. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Shannon to speak about her medical school perspective. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram at Shannonology. She has over 20,000 followers on Instagram, where she posts informational reels and pictures about her study and organization methods. If you would like to learn more about her journey and why she chose medicine, keep listening. Hi, Shannon. It's great to have you here. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this podcast with you. Me too. It's great to speak to you outside of Instagram. So where are you from (laughs) and what year are you in? I am a medical student, second year in uh, Texas. Oh, that's wonderful. How are you liking Texas? It's good. I grew up here, so I'm okay with the abnormal weather changes we have. Oh, do you guys have abnormal (laughs) weather? Yeah, like literally it can be sunny in the morning and then raining (laughs) at night, and then it changes every day. So if you, if any Texas listeners are out there, they will feel me. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. I've actually never visited Texas, but it's on my list. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of good food here. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, So it's probably a lot nicer there still, though, than it is in New England. It's like always cold here and summer is too short. Oh, no, Uh, I feel you. I low-key get um seasonal depression <laughs> so um, I, I get definitely depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I definitely um cherish the sun when I get it <laughs> me too so my next question for you is how do you specifically manage your time as a medical school student and a content creator on both Instagram and TikTok oh great question um, <laughs> I think um one of the biggest things is that social media and uh, content creating has to be a hobby of yours. Like you have to love it. And um, I see a lot of med students who make Instagrams, um, but they don't keep up with it or they get too busy and get caught up. And it's most of the time because they feel it as a requirement or a need Mm -hmm. to do it uh, versus someone who uh, is like you and me who love making content, who continues to, get ideas, inspiration, and uh, love talking to our followers. So I think if you want to be um, thriving in social media, you have to put in the time for it. And um, if it's something you do a lot, like you should be proud to talk about it. I love talking about my Instagram. And, you know, like it's, it's basically a second, it's like a side hustle, you know, (laughs) because it requires so much work. Um, But if it's something you love, then you make time for it. I completely agree with that. I think if you don't love it, then it definitely kind of turns into a burden on you. 
And mm-hmm. I also know a lot of people that maybe don't respond to everyone, but like personally, because I love connecting with people on there, I'm like proud to say I responded to almost every single person that has ever reached out to me on there. And I'm sure you're, you feel the same way. So it's just a great way to no. connect with people. <laughs> yes. Like uh, I, sometimes I don't reply till a week later. I always start my DMs with, I'm so sorry for this late response, but <laughs> da, 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 da. Same. I have people sitting so. in there from like three weeks ago and I feel really bad, but I'm telling myself like once my exam is over on Monday, my HEMOC exam, that's it. I'm going to spend like mm-hmm. two hours just responding to everyone. Yeah. It's fun though. Like also um, some tips for if you are a med influencer, um, the voice button for DMs yeah. are also great to use if you don't want to type or pre-written um, messages because I've gone into using those and they've been great time, like great time that savers. That is actually such good advice. Like that's what I'm looking for on this podcast too. I have a few pre-saved messages that I do forget about sometimes, but they're in my notes. And I mm-hmm. do forget about the voice recording button as well. But when I do remember, it's a huge time saver. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So my next question for you is, what was the one very specific driving factor that motivated you to become a doctor? So I have always been into um, science and uh, doing schoolwork. And I think I'm a little bit different because I don't have a defining factor, like a moment that made me realize, oh, like I want to be a doctor. And, you know, I feel a lot of students may stress over this if they're doing personal statement, like, oh, what was that one defining moment? But for me, I felt it was definitely a journey um, that started when I was very young and growing up. I never knew that I wanted to be a doctor until college, actually, because I never thought I was smart enough to be a doctor. Um, I always. Yeah. And so you're always going to try to you don't want to disappoint yourself or others. So I was always like, oh, maybe I'll do something else. And then it wasn't until college. It was when I realized that I think I do have the potential to make something, um, make a career out of this. And so um, for me, it was mostly I just knew that I was very good at school (laughs) when I was little. because like I grew up, you know, disadvantaged and the only way that I knew I was going to escape like um, low income and all of that is to do well in school. Mm-hmm. And then I got in, I really liked science. And so, you know, health professionals are also a very stable job. That was like my mindset kind of going in. Um, and then I just kind of figured out through volunteering and shadowing, oh, like this may be a career for me. And that goes with any job or any career you want. You need to have some sort of exposure in that field before you can be like, this is what I'm going to do. And um, by doing that, you're going to, you know, save yourself the regret later on. So I feel like that was kind of like my my journey, (laughs) if that made any sense. I think a lot of us have similar journeys. I know I stressed out a lot writing my essays and I know I will write stress out more in the future writing residency essays when they ask Mm -hmm. you like why and you're just like sitting there thinking about I don't know why but like this is what I've been doing for the (laughs) past 10 years this is what I I love but I don't know how to tell you why I love it so that's that's Mm -hmm. really real and I think it makes our listeners kind of feel like they can relate to that because they must have the same thoughts Mm -hmm. and it's 
I think it's good to just like keep in mind when you feel those thoughts like oh like this is the reason why and maybe jot it down or like just internalize it so that you remember because you know telling me to sum up my entire journey and remembering oh this one moment is it's really hard and so um I'm definitely gonna need to do that for residency interviews we need to start journaling (laughs) yes So my next question for you is, if you are interested in a specialty, which one and why? Okay, so for this one, I've also, okay, so in general, I am a very indecisive person. And I feel like I have a general idea of what I would like, but I also have a bunch of more um, dislikes than likes. So I find myself... I find myself nitpicking at every specialty, like, oh, is this for me or not? And I recently actually talked to some um, upperclassmen and mentors about this because I feel overwhelmed since all of my other friends, they seem to have a specialty they want to go in and they are all like in for it. And so they're tailoring their extracurriculars and everything to match that. And then I'm here up in the air like, oh, it can go either way, and I don't want to commit. But um, no, the people that I've talked to all said that it's okay, like, don't rush, you're only a second year. And so that's the only thing that I'm stressing out a little bit about, but no, that's it's just something that's a wait. Yeah, I feel like right now I'm open to, I think the number one on my list is internal medicine, just because it's so broad. But um, I won't know until rotations, to be honest. Yeah, we have such little time in medical school. Like you, your first year, you're so busy studying. And like, if you get to join a few clubs, that's great. But personally, I didn't join any clubs. I'm not doing any extracurricular. (laughs) This is my extracurricular right here. And um, it's hard, you know, to balance all that stuff in such a limited amount of time where you have to like figure out what you like and then do the extracurricular for that Mm -hmm. I think you kind of just have to probably do everything you just can handle and then hopefully rotations that's usually when people really figure it out yeah so hopefully it just comes to me yeah I'm thinking internal (laughs) med too I'm thinking psych we're on the same page oh yeah that those are great um specialties yeah so my last question for you is what is one very specific piece of advice that you would want to leave our listeners with today It could be medicine related or completely unrelated, but some piece of advice that has made a significant positive contribution on your life. So I think the biggest advice that I can give to anybody in life and in your career is that hard work beats talent. So even if you're hesitant on to go into medicine or pursuing something, even if you have to work harder than most people, you will get there. And what I find is that people get really discouraged when, oh, well, it seems like they don't do anything and they just, they're just able to do it way better than me. And I'm working so hard um, to do the same thing as they are. But um, it's something that you have to accept that you're not them. Like you're never going to be them and you weren't born with those type of skill set. But if that's something that you want to do, you need to work hard for it because working hard will... um, will beat talent up to a certain point. And so everybody that's worried about if I'm good enough to go into medicine, I always ask them first, like, are you willing to put in the work for it? Because like, I'm definitely not the smartest person, but I'm still here. And that should be 
a um, sign that you are capable just as much. That is honestly amazing advice. It's making me feel some type of way too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's>, <laughs> yeah. Thank I, you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I just, I just feel like I don't want people to get discouraged or compare themselves when you know you just need to kind of focus on your own lane because your life is different from other people's life. and honestly something i've learned as well like everything requires a lot of hard work to be successful mm -hmm. like it's not just medicine you could pick any career and if you want to make it and you want to be really amazing and good at it it takes a lot of work like people look at business like oh business is so easy you know, you just put a few ads up, you make a ton of money, but kind of being <laughs> yeah. in the social media content creation world, like you get a little bit of that business aspect in there and it's really hard. It takes just as many hours, but instead of studying, you're like working on your business and it's really freaking hard. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. I'm not, I'm going to like out myself, but before I even got into social media and I saw that YouTubers were um, full-time YouTubers, I was like, oh, I guess like, okay, I guess it could be a full-time job. <laughs> but then, now you get it, right? Now, <laughs> I'm like, um, yes, it is a full-time job. 100% it's a full-time job. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, that's what I find really, people need to remember that. Like, you're going to have to work hard no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. It was amazing have you, having you here on this podcast. If you guys enjoyed listening, then make sure you follow Shannon at Shannonology on Instagram and TikTok. You guys won't be disappointed. She puts out a lot of value on there every single week. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. And if you haven't subscribed to uh, Meg Kinza, make sure you do Aww. and tune in to her podcast thank you so much they're great thank you also if you've learned one little thing from this show i would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review it means a lot to me and i read them all if you've enjoyed the podcast make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every monday wednesday and friday see you in the next one